Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's program was brought to you by Bonnie Plants, bonnieplants.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Deadspin.com, and my guest today is James Dahl. Hi, James. Hello, Jolie. What's happening? <laughs> a whole lot. Well, actually, a whole lot, because we've got a lot to talk about today. Oh, boy. Uh, before we do that, let me introduce you to our lovely listeners. Uh, James Dahl is the former VP of Programming and Events for Gawker Media. He has been throwing parties since high school. Tisk tisk tisk. They were not uh, alcoholic. Oh, Sure. I believe that. Uh, and for the last seven and a half years, was getting paid to host him for Gawker. He also he's also a reformed advertising sales and creative guy who's about to embark on a summer-long vacation to some beaches far, far away from here. That lucky, lucky guy. Yeah. Uh, and today, we are going to be talking about party messes, because I've got a, a party planner on my hand. And also, um, I'm realizing it's such great timing because we are just about uh, upon the 4th of July holiday weekend uh, with its attendant parties and staying at beach houses and lake houses which you're about to do for the weekend yep um and you mentioned that you have some some tips around like party house management and yeah. also about sand so we're gonna we're gonna get to those uh at some point during the show we first have a couple of specific party messes <laughs> to talk about um i want to say something interesting that i discovered when i was looking for questions to ask you yeah um, when I, so my column, as you know, started at a site called the Hairpin in 2011, which is a, it's an insanely long time to be doing this kind of work for me. Um, but I moved over to Gawker Media to Deadspin um, in 2013. Technically, you were always Gawker Media, though. I mean, you, you were a commenter there for a long I time was, before you started writing. I, so James Stell knows like all my <laughs> he knows where my bodies are buried. Basically, he knows all my dirty secrets. It's very true. I actually basically fell into this line of work because I was like an old school OG Gawker commenter back when that meant something. I mean, you used to bring lemon squares lemon to the squares, office. The we lemon we used to sit around and wonder if it was like safe to eat or if a commenter was trying to poison us back then. I mean, uh, it's a legit thing. I wasn't poisoning them. I mean, <laughs> Clearly, they were delicious. Yeah, you're still here they with me. They were great. Yeah, no, um, we, we were like, this This woman's amazing. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I was an OG Gawker commenter, and um, as a result of that, became friends with um, some editors who left Gawker and went on to form the All and the All Network, of which the Hairpin is a part. 
And in fact, there's a lemon, that lemon squares re- recipe is on the all. I yeah. wrote it for the all. <laughs> so did. now the world can know yeah, what kind I of did. lemon squares And I, and I wrote about down. the origins of it, you know, sort of as a, it became like an in-joke of like, when people were arguing on the internet, the in-joke was to say like, here, have a lemon square. And then everyone would quiet down. So anyway, so that's sort of the background. So then, yeah, I ended up, you know, writing at the hairpin and then um, coming back to Gawker Media, but as like an official person and not just a commenter. <laughs> right. Um, paid. Paid, yes. Um, and so I've I've now been with Deadspin for like two and a half years. Um, and I realized that I actually used to get more questions about party mishaps when I wrote at the hairpin than it than at deadspin and i think which kind of surprises me because that you know i think of the deadspin i was like do bros you know what i here's the thing that uh because i was on the advertising side i know all the demographics about deadspin and i knew you were gonna say this (laughs) they're old they're old old. deadspin's a bunch of old guys who used to party really hard and now (laughs) they just have like families and kids and they like they wish they could go back to those days exactly you know keg stands and and things like that but uh, exactly. Yeah. No. Deadspin actually, I think, is one of the oldest sites at Gawker oh, Media. Oh, that's. I, I know because I'm I'm grappling with aging, and that kind of hurts me. We all are. It, it, like it hurts me like where it counts. Like it's a little <laughs> personal. It's a real personal thing for me. Um. So yeah. So I pulled I pulled some questions. Um. And and we're gonna get to them. <laughs> I want to start with one that a reader actually somewhat somewhat recently I guess um it's a. I guess it, they must have sent it around April because it was a um, St. Patrick's Day mm. party mishap. Um, but I love this. James James did something that he wasn't even supposed to do. He went and researched. The, he was so curious about I was the answer. So, this was a, a hard question. It was a very hard question. I had question. no idea what to say other um, than like by paint. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and he actually discovered something that I didn't even discover in my research. So I'm going to have him read this question and we're going to talk about what I think this person should do. And then I'm going to have James share what he found out when he was researching. Cause it's, it is a, it's a funny, it's a great question. It's <laughs> yeah. I can't be the, she can't be the only person who's had this happen. And especially looking, trying to find like a solution, I realized like, oh, wow, yeah, this is a thing that definitely happens all the time. Uh, So the question uh, is from Ellen. She says, uh, Dear Jolie, uh, my roommates and I hosted a St. Patrick's Day party this year, which involved copious amounts of green jello shots. It always does. (laughs) Right? Well, like, obviously. Uh, We did our usual cleanup the day after the party and got what I thought was all of the stray jello material. However, last week, I noticed a hardened glop of jello on an infrequently used windowsill. I've tried surface... I mean, wait, how frequently are you using windowsills? You know, I was going to ask that same <laughs> question. I know I, what she means, though. I guess like an infrequently noticed, noticed. windowsill. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. <laughs> Most I, I use my windowsills all the time, so I don't know what she's talking about here. But uh, I've tried surface cleaners, uh, tile cleanser, pine saw, and a lot of elbow grease, but nothing has been able to make the mess budge. Any and all suggestions would be much appreciated. Okay, so I, I do have ideas. Um, first of all, I've, it's like amazing to me that Jello is so hale and hearty. Yeah, that it it is it will not budge. Is, that, it, that considering it's like the only thing you could eat when you're like sick. Yeah, you know, or like in the hospital, it's, it's like neutral yeah, just, food. It's like broth, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's nothing to it. Yeah, um, except there is, which you discovered. The, the problem. So here, when I mean the, the problem is pretty obvious. Basically, that you know, as 
not to insult everybody's intelligence here, but Jello is made of gelatin. Uh, <laughs> and, huh? uh, what? what? Um, and um, gelatin is a very odd substance. Um, so what I, I had, I had sort of two reactions, both, both of which I think will work and both of which I think are equally good and really just depends on sort of like what you have in the house. So the first one is, um, to take a rag, old washcloth, a sponge, anything like that, old t-shirt, whatever, soak it in very, very hot water. You might want to wear gloves for this. so You don't burn your hands. Soak it in very, very, very hot water, wring it out very well and press it like a compress onto the gelatin and keep repeating. Maybe I, you know, it sort of depends on how large the pile of hardened gelatin is, but keep repeating until the gelatin loosens because the hot water, the heat is going to loosen it. And actually, as I'm saying this, I realize you may even be able to turn a hairdryer right on it. I, I was, and, I was thinking about that yeah. too. Yeah. Just uh, like blast it and just blast it. Um, and see, if, and see if that comes up. Um, any residual staining can be treated um, probably just with plain old rubbing alcohol. It's a dye stain. Rubbing alcohol is a thing for inks and dyes. Um, so that's one. The other thing is if you have one in the house, you know, I don't want you to run out and buy one because the hot water and sponge method is, is right there. Um, if you need to run out and buy a sponge, then we've got way, <laughs> way bigger problems on our hands that we need to deal with. Um, but the other, the other thing to suggest is if you have one in the house, I do, um, is a scraper tool. Um, you know, like a paint scraper. Like one of, at the restaurants on the table? Or is it like a... No, not like the crumb scrape, but I like that you just mentioned the crumb the crumb tool. I don't know where um, else that gets used. So yeah, no, no, no. no. Like, had, like a draw of them. You know, just like a, met, a metal scrape. scraper tool that you buy at the hardware store. Oh, for like getting gum off the ground. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. One of those things. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that that will do it. And then same thing if they're staining, rubbing alcohol. So that would be what I would say. But then James has something I was so curious to add um, that came up and popped up in his research. So I'm going to have you tell us about. I was re- this was like a really perplexing one because like normally the answer is like just clean it. Um, <laughs> the answer is not just clean it. Well, I, people I, need help. I guess. I don't know. I, With what I, shall I clean it? Right, dear I Liza, guess, dear Liza. Yeah, exactly. you know, here, here is here is why this is a successful book, uh, blog, and podcast. Right. <laughs> um, so I was I was doing research, and the first thing that jumped into my mind is, well, what is gelatin? So I went down like right. a Wikipedia K hole of like how gelatin is, you know, basically these like protein fibers that kind of bond together. They're ho- hooves, guys. <laughs> You're eating a jello is is horse hooves. <laughs> Among other things, but yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's actually a really complex kind of biological substance. So, um, you know, that's why when you heat it up, and that's why I think, you know, actually the, the sponge will work fine. Heating it up breaks those bonds and then makes it easier to kind of wipe away. It's why you have to cook it on a hot stove and then it, let it cool down. Um, but the one thing I read was that um, it turns out on the back of every single box of Jello, it says, if you want to add fruit, here's how you add fruit warning do not add pineapple and the reason you're not supposed to add pineapple to jello is because pineapple actually has an enzyme in it that specifically breaks down the um 
the protein in gelatin. This is amazing. So you can. I'm, act- I'm so. Fa- I wish you got. I wish. No, I don't wish that this wasn't a podcast. I'm glad that this is not televised. <laughs> but I wish you could see the look on my face right now. Like I'm just like I, this is so interesting, and cool, and weird. I love the weirdness. It's a weird one. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll actually work to clean your windowsill. You might actually then have a pineapple stained gelatin stain on your windowsill. Yeah, that sounds sticky. But if you have a bowl of Jello that's you know just like a regular bowl of Jello you know, right out of the fridge or whatever, and you put a piece of pineapple in it, the jello will dissolve into I, basically liquid. I'm going to go home and try this. You can, you, can, so, you can go on YouTube. This is fascinating. Yeah. This is fat. No, so, I want to see it for myself. I want to actually you wanna do, do it. this. You're going to make jello I'm, and then ruin I'm it. ruin it. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to go. Actually, no, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over to the Gawker office where there is a huge box <laughs> of college football logo jello molds sitting next to like poor tom lay is like the custodian of my jello molds I are did, they your molds they are i did this incredibly foolhardy thing where i bought <laughs> 20 college football logo jello mold kits and made jello shots out of all of them oh my god to see which would be the best i don't know why it was the stupidest thing yeah that seems it was incredible. cost intensive it, was, it seems time intensive it sucked you have to I almost, clean all that shit after. I I like I, I almost like threw myself off the roof over mm, it. It yeah. was really bad. Like I, Tommy Tommy Craggs was still the editor in chief of Deadspin, and he had to like he like was repeatedly sending people in to like check on me and make sure I was okay. <laughs> like I was like I really lost it. It was, but it was like also kind of a perfectly dumb Deadspin thing. To, not yeah. that Deadspin's so smart, but it was like obsessive and weird. And, right foolhardy and, and like who the fuck else is going to do that <laughs> yeah well who else is going to do it? Else is gonna take the time and money and, yeah. and energy to do jo- something like jolie that. is going right. to do yeah, it yeah exactly I was the person to do it so anyway <laughs> so i'm going to go over and there's spare jello and you'll go lurking make, around you'll go ruin I'm some jello ruin this some afternoon jello. here's the thing though i always thought not not that i've ever eaten one of these things because they seem sort of horrifying to me but um I, you know they, they make those jello salads in like the south and the midwest and, and like utah loves Jello salad. I've, never, it's like I've, I've flown for Utah, and that airport is horrifying. To yeah, me. I mean, so James and I are both like total northeastern yeah. people, um, I, so we don't really know. Jello salad. Jello salad. Yeah, Jello salad me. is not part of our our life. Uh, <laughs> but but I I thought that they put pineapple bits in Jello salad. I thought that was like a common one. But apparently, I guess they must not. Or they do, and maybe that adds to kind of the. I don't know what the texture of the Jello salad is. Right, well, like maybe some... it kind of melts a little bit, but like <laughs> it, it gives the Jello like a new kind of consistency. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna do some experimenting with Jello. I hope I'm, I hope I didn't get like bullshit on the internet, which happens to me kind of frequently. But it seemed fairly like the box. Gonna... There's a picture of the box. It says "Do not add." So pineapple. that's the thing that, to me that that suggests that this is not bullshit. Like yeah. if it says on the back of the box. I'm gonna go home and like look at boxes of Jello too. Yeah. I, I will Instagram later today. <laughs> I will Instagram the back of a box of Jello to prove that that line is warning that warning is there um so listen we have actually a couple more minutes before we have to toss to break and so i want to ask very quickly you told me um that you sort of have tips and tricks for party houses and you mentioned specifically one about sand yeah uh and i want to have you share that with us because we are about to embark on fourth of july which is a sandy yeah. Sandy, Sandy holiday. Hopefully, if you're doing it right. If you're doing it right, yeah. Um, I'm not going to. I'm going to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. I'm gonna <laughs> that's have a, actually kind of fun, too. I'm going to have a concrete 
holiday. It's is very what I'm New York have. Fourth of it's July, very right there. New York Fourth of July. Um, so yeah, I mean, sand sand is like the biggest pain in the ass. It's a scorch. Uh, it especially when you're in a house with you know sometimes 10, 15 other people. Um, so whenever I do these kind of cabin tricks trips, there are a few things you can do kind of ahead of time to. Um, keep the mess to a minimum mm-hmm. which is you know that's how i like to i'm the laziest person on the planet so like the less mess there is to clean the happier i am absolutely i mean i think everybody you know yeah. maybe except for me yeah i mean you actually like seem <laughs> to like, like get it. off on cleaning i do, I do. So. but also i'm the, i'm a, you know i'm a veteran of of these you know big big party houses with yeah. large groups of people and blah, blah blah and so i've done all this stuff too and yeah i agree just a little bit of like planning up front goes just a hugely long way at the end of the weekend yeah um when it comes to cleaning so if if you are lucky enough to have a house on the beach which is you know badass there's usually like a deck that leads to the beach uh and one thing that people don't really think about is like how much their shoes uh collect sand which is usually the thing that people they get onto the beach and then they kick their shoes off and then when they come it back in their shoes are just filled with, you know, six pounds of sand, and, and that's what winds up getting everywhere. Um, so if, if we're on the beach, what I'll do is I'll kind of set up, like, a bin right before the beach starts, you know, like, oh, on the deck. And I'll put up a little smart. sign and be like, drop your shoes here. You're about to get on the beach or whatever. Oh, that's very smart. That way that, like, there's no way to collect that sand. Um, if you do get sand on you uh, or in you or on you... I mean, obviously, an outdoor shower is. Oh, I love ideal. an outdoor shower. I think we all do, especially if you have a beer at the same time. Oh, oh, uh, outdoor shower and beer. Um, otherwise, like if it's a rental, this is probably not like the best thing to do. But like, just fucking jump in the pool. Um, yeah. You know, or the hot tub or something. Like it fucks up the pool in the yeah, hot. It if it's your house, pool. don't do that. <laughs> uh, but if it's a rental, I think they're expecting this kind of uh, shenanigans. So uh, that's an option too. Uh, and then finally, as far as just like general tips for, you know, having a cabin or something like that, just buy disposable stuff. Yeah. You know, no glass bottles, always cans, always paper plates and, you know, have a bin set up for recycling. Try to get the house to actually like help you clean. Yeah, like pre, pre-cleaning almost. It's just like taking care of stuff as it happens. And exactly. Like let people, usually if your friends aren't like total dickheads, they'll be able to, you know, understand that the bag for recycling doesn't mean like throwing you know right i don't know whatever something, something that's non-recyclable not recy- but everything should be recyclable put everything in, in the theory. recycling bag in theory um so yeah. anyway no, yeah. i think those are great tips and all and then the final tip is you know if your friends are are dicks don't be friends with them yeah or, or, yeah. or, or, or be friends them. with them be friends with them but don't invite them to the to the cabin for the weekend yeah. right yeah for, yeah Lo- so. lose them as friends yeah exactly so hey this is a great time for us to take a little bit of a break uh i'm jolie care this is ask a clean person the podcast i'm here today with james dell and we will be right back and the song is called Man- ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
manufactured consent by a band named Mamrazi. We'll be right back. to a better garden? Absolutely. It's the new free app, Homegrown with Bonnie Plants. Note, track, and photograph your garden's progress. Personalize your weather and reminders. Get variety info, grow guides, hands-free dictation, and more. The Homegrown with Bonnie Plants app. The sharpest tool in your garden. Download it free on the App Store. Hello, and welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and my guest today is James Sell, formerly, now formerly of Gawker Media. Technically starting Uh, tomorrow. Oh, technically starting tomorrow. I still work there now. Oh, okay. Of Gawker Media. This is, I'm having a hard time with this, James. So James Dahl has really been such a fixture um, of of Gawker Media for seven and a half years and internet years is like... Uh, I think it's it's a lifetime, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm like having a hard time imagining... Gawker life without you because I'll, I'll still be at parties. Yeah, I know you those will. are the only times we saw each other anyway, right? The problem is I'm not at the parties. That's true. I am now. Ne- I do not go out anymore. out anymore. I don't. I used to be a party girl though, as you know. Oh, at the scratcher. At the scratcher. Four o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Oh God, I was an animal. Yeah, we I all were. Was. Yeah. Uh, we're, now we're all growing up, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if my body could handle throwing. <laughs> as many parties as I've been throwing my body can't take it yeah and my body doesn't want to take it that's actually kind of the best thing about it is that um I always I always kind of worried that I would like have a hard time with getting older yeah and it turns out I actually kind of don't I mean joke you know I made a little joke at the the top of the first segment about aging and so Mm -hmm. on but uh, to be honest like I don't I don't miss those days or I don't crave those days i'm glad i had them i look back very fondly on them yeah partying's one of those weird things that like some people just do it their entire lives oh yeah and i think it actually is like kind of like almost genetic you know like people whose parents still party hard tend to continue partying later Later into into life. life uh and then i think for the rest of us like there comes a point where you know friday night rolls around and like the party i'm having is like a half a bottle of wine and an entire pizza. Yeah, and like and that that's, sounds like a great party. And that's my party, and no one's invited. Yeah, and like <laughs> you know that that to me is kind of where you normally should move into uh, when you hit your thirties or something. Yeah. But 
Uh, some people don't. Some, some people, people don't. Some no, people, and, and power to them. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Like I see, you know, some of our some of our pals from like back in the day who are still just like still going strong. They're going strong at four in the Instagrams at four in the morning, and I'm like, what? Yeah, and, I, and I can't I'm, even imagine. I'm talking like I wasn't out until two a.m. on a weeknight. You know, right. a few days ago. You know, yeah. like like I still definitely like to go out and hang out with people and things like that. But um, they just become more and more infrequent as yes. you get older yeah absolutely uh, hopefully. I, had, I had i can't i don't even remember must have been yeah it must have been earlier this year um i was out i guess this you probably were involved in this event they had they had an event um for like the new hires at jezebel and deadspin because there were a bunch of oh yeah yeah, yeah. be like april i want to say mm-hmm. and uh and i was like i told my husband I was like, listen i gotta go like you know, show face yeah I gotta, I gotta go show no and it was like you know there were new people at deadspin and uh who i was gonna be working with and and also one of the new people at jezebel was like an old friend of mine and so i was like i gotta go to this and i ended up i thought i was just gonna kind of make the appearance and then go home and got talked into um car- going to karaoke uh, yeah what night of the week was this i probably a thursday yeah uh, I don't recall. Uh, <laughs> I came home so late. My husband was like, and I didn't see it because I was at karaoke. Right. My husband was texting me being like, are you okay? I'm kind of worried. This isn't like, like, and he wasn't, Aww. he wasn't upset. No, he, wasn't, he, was just, like, he was concerned. He was just like legit, like, like Jolie, what happened? you haven't stayed out past midnight, you know, <laughs> in, in like the three years that we've been together. Karaoke <laughs> is like a time warp Ugh, where you could, you could enter it like 10 o'clock thinking like, oh, I'll stay for like two songs or something. And then the next thing you know, they're turning on those fucking fluorescent lights <laughs> and you just see the like the mess of, of just like weird fucking bottles and, and bodies and all. And you're just like, how is it for? Yeah what happened yeah it wasn't that late i didn't stay out that late good for you um i did go home before the before the lights came up but it was late i mean yeah so uh anyway speaking of warping that is a good segue into our second question hey uh, hey look how i did that look at this guy <laughs> um so we have i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this by saying that this is a question um that I actually ran on Deadspin a couple months ago. Um, so it's not a new one. Generally in the podcast, I pick questions that I haven't uh, run in any of my columns just mm-hmm. to keep things fresh <laughs> and clean. Uh, no, and but this one was it was a party mishap, and it was a and it was a very particular and odd, funny one. Um, and when we were preparing for this, James <laughs> told me uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing that happens all the time." And I was so glad because um, when you hear the question, this will all make a little bit more sense. But when there's a similar question in my book, and when I was doing um, a lot of promotion for my book, I did a lot of radio, and there was a radio host who got incredibly put out by the by this question she was like that never ha-. first she was like that never happens and i was like well yeah it does happen clearly it because someone <laughs> someone asked, asked about, it. about it it happens um and and you know but she was kind of saying like oh this this only happened to one person i was like no no no, i actually hear about this more from more than just this one person <clears throat> And then she was like, "Ugh!" She was like, "This person should never be allowed in the kitchen." And I was like, "Lady, I, I mean, I didn't say this because I was promoting a book, and you got to be nice." But I, I wanted to tell her to go shove it. Like I was like, "Oh, you totally should go scratch, what, lady. What, Stop like, being a judgmental bitch about things." Can you say what like shit box like radio market you were hanging I, out in? I wouldn't even know because I did this like crazy radio. They call it a road show, but really what it is is your your publisher will sit you in a in a oh, it was all soundproof, soundproof studio in 
in their office and they're all and they they patch you in it was amazing i was there for like i think i did like three straight hours oh my god it was bananas and it was like you know two two minute spots two minute spots two minute <laughs> spots on all these all across the country and um yeah it was great it was great promotion for me and it was for the most part so fun i only had i had that one woman and then i had another woman who like basically had me on as a guest so that she could object to my book title and i was okay. and i which i had been which i had been set i mean my my you're ready I was ready. The, the woman who was in charge of, of organizing all this kind of teed me up about it. So I was prepared. Um, and I, and I, was, I, was, I will say for myself, I was very gracious. And <laughs> then as soon as we got off the radio, the, the woman who had been coordinating all of this by my publisher came in and she just goes, she was like, ugh. What a pain in the ass that lady was, and I was like, she really won. But the but uh, the lady on my end of things was like, you you were very gracious and you handled that very well. So I, you know, it's you are you you know how to handle yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of just gotta like social grace. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I think it's a little easier for me too because I've found that in doing this job that um, that kindness and graciousness always is a thing that uh, makes me successful and so it's very easy to apply the lessons I've learned in writing the column to other parts of my life um, and you know it's it's like I've, I'm like the opposite of the rest of the internet I, I was in gonna that, say you're like the least dickish person on the internet sometimes and it and it, and it works like yeah, I, what I, a concept <laughs> I want I like want to encourage more people to try you know just I love that idea be, be nice. Be nice. Don't be a dick. And you you can still be funny. Yeah. And you can still be edgy. Right. You don't have to be Pollyanna. Right. If to be nice. Like I'm still plenty edgy. I mean, I'm <laughs> talking about, you know, ball washing. <laughs> That's like a frequent But you're not mean about it. But I'm never mean about it. I'm never mean about it. Because how could you be mean about ball washing? Like I think you could be really mean about it. A lot it. of people are I mean, there's, there's every once in a while there's some there's some slack. Some guys actually need to be you know, <laughs> yeah. yelled at well, about it. The my coworkers tend to like have some things to say about guys who write to me about ball, needing ball washing advice. Anyway, but let's get back to this question because it, it was very funny. Um so, uh, James, I'm going to have you re- do this one too. Do a rendering of this one. Sure. Um, it's from from reader Noel. Noel, it's a great name. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jolie. Hey. So my roommate. <laughs> Hi. So my roommates and I rent a home in a large college town for our senior year. It's great, save for the whole quote: "Our appliances are from 1965, and our landlord is a horrible slumlord." Deal. We followed your advice for cleaning a frat house and applied it to ours, which has worked out well. Look at that. Yay! That's a great plug. We have one issue we didn't foresee, though. During a party, someone decided to stick our plastic cutting board in the oven. We aren't sure why, but we discovered that that fact when preheating the oven a few days later. Our kitchen is no longer filled with horrible toxic smoke, (laughs) but but our oven, an old gas-powered GE with the coil on the bottom, now has melted plastic on the inside of the door and all over the bottom of the oven. We don't really know how to get it out. Please help, because we are dumb. Yeah, so they're not done. Which I so I I wrote a pretty extended um, column about this. I told them how to to deal with the problem, which is actually incredibly simple. Uh, heat the oven, which it sounds like the last thing you would want to do, but just put it on low heat. So usually the lowest heat setting on an oven is two hundred degrees. Uh, that will uh, soften the plastic just enough to um, let you scrape it up with one of those scraper tools that I was talking about and the, the jello scraper tools. Yeah, the, today's the episode brought to you by scraper tools <laughs> available at a hardware store near you. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the way to do it. And the, it will soften the plastic without 
heating it to the point where it will it will smoke and smell. Um, and then I took that as an excuse to give um, general oven cleaning instructions to, to my readers for all the deadspin readers who are cleaning their ovens. Um, so, but that was the thing. It was the melted plastic in the oven. There was a thing that that woman got so judgy about and insisted one, you know, never happens, which happens all the time. Especially in New York. Especially in New York. And then, <laughs> James, that's this great thing to add about plastic well, in the oven. It, not just plastic, actually, now, now that I think about it. Um, I mean, my, my, I'm from Long Island. My grandparents are from Brooklyn and, and Yonkers. And uh, my grandma, Beverly, shout out to Bev. Uh, down in in Fort Lauderdale, uh, she grew up in Canar or, or lived in Canarsie. You know, small, tiny apartment house type situation. You need every inch of storage you could get. So she would put, you know, laundry baskets in the oven. She would put boxes in the oven. There was o- it, it was almost as if we knew not to never use the oven because you never knew what was in there. She still does this today. I go visit her down in Florida, and <laughs> she has like. She has a plenty of space now, you know? Yeah. Still, there's boxes in there. There's Tupperware in there. There is literally all kinds of shit that That's could catch amazing. fire. And, you know, she's like 88 years old. So, like... You worry that she's going to forget. You worry that she'll forget. But, like, she's so fucking sharp. Like, she's going to outlist, outlive all of us. We're, we are convinced because she's, she's so together for an 88-year-old. And to this point, as far as I know... She's never burned the house down with the stuff she stored in the oven. But I I could be wrong about that. She might not have told told us. Right. I think you'd know if she burned the house down. Well, has she burned the house down ever? I feel like there have been some instances (laughs) where there there's fires, you know, (laughs) and and there's like weird renovations in the kitchen. But you know, I'm like not paying enough attention. But all right. Well, okay. So here's here's sort of my general advice. So listen, storing stuff in the oven is a pretty common practice, especially in cities where people live in smaller spaces. It's especially, especially true here in New York. Uh, If you are going to use the oven for storage space, I would just suggest that you use the oven to store things that are not uh, flammable or meltable. Stay away from things like cardboard. Stay away from things like plastic. Um, You know, use it to store like your your metal baking pans and stuff like that so there there's my final tip for us to go out on uh on the stuff and if you're a party guest don't put stuff in other people's ovens that's bad that's bad guesting if you're a party guest just just be considerate don't, just remember. don't open people's appliances that's and, like, like, yeah that's throw crazy. stuff out behind you like <laughs> it's really not that hard to be a good party guest yeah exactly so be a good party guest uh, if your dick James Dahl won't invite you to his cabin, yep. uh, I'm hoping that he invites me to his cabin because I don't think I'm a dick. He said I was nice. Uh, and so on this note, we got to wrap up, which I'm, I'm sorry, but thank you, James, so much for joining me today. Thank you all for listening. Um, thanks to my producer, Jack Inslee, and our featured musician today, Mama Razi. Uh, and we also would really like to encourage you guys to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, it really helps us if you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating, engage with us. Uh, we'd like to thank all of our listeners and our sponsor, Bonnie Plants. Coming up next, there will be a short clip of Aaron Fairbanks talking seafood with Rick Moonen. Thanks so much for listening. The new technology is study what nature does and emulate it. You know, so they're in, and so next to these fish farms, they're growing kelp, and they're farming kelp, and they're farming mussels next to that. Super healthy because a lot of uh, nutrients come out of the the byproducts of, of of the farming. You know, Chef Rick Moonen knows his seafood. 
the proprietor of Rick Moonen's RM Seafood and R Bar Cafe in the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, chatted with Heritage Radio Network Executive Director Aaron Fairbanks for a special interview. I too was uh, was a, was a member of the the voice that said farm raised salmon was bad, and and you know what. First of all, let's understand aquaculture or farm raising, same thing, is fairly new, you know, and, uh, and and very necessary. More than half of what we consume globally right now comes from farms. And I, and I don't think that's going to change. You know, we've, we've done, done a, a really good job of, uh, of uh, overfishing the, the most popular species. Right. There's a lot out there that, we're, we're, that aren't popular that if we, start, if we could diversify our diet, it would take the pressure off of those wild species to come back. But in the world of aquaculture... Um, a lot of changes have, have been made over the last um, five to ten years. You know, they, they've learned, you know, because there's there's, you know, when, you, when you put a lot of fish, a, a, a large um, concentration of fish in a small area, there's a lot of stress. You know, imagine packing the heck out of, a, of an elevator. Yeah, like any and, population. And, and, yeah. a, and a guy in the back sneezes and everybody's sick, you know. So that, that same type of thing is going to happen when there's a stressed out situation. And uh, so antibiotics have to be used in the feed in order to keep them healthy and protect your investment. Um, escapes happen. You know, they get out and all of a sudden you've got all these fish that didn't really belong in that area in the first place competing for food that the fish that belong there in the first place need to survive. It creates an imbalance in the ecosystem. And for me, that's really what it's all about um maintaining a healthy environment creates good food you know healthy healthy water healthy fish for this entire interview and more of the best food radio on the planet visit heritageradionetwork.org this is brought to you by the international culinary center culinarycenter.com thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 